Hi, I'm Chris McBrien. And I'm Derek Myers. Here at Pop Goes Your World, we've received a lot of great feedback on how much people enjoy the trivia segments that we do at the end of every episode. So we've decided to go back and put together compilations of the Fun with Yancey and Fun with Caveman segments we've done over the years as a set of bonus episodes. We hope you enjoy the fun. Episode 64, Rounders Movie Review. Fun with Yancey. Because I consider Texas Hold'em Poker to be a fad from the 90s, I want you to just r- run with me on this. Okay? <laughs> okay, okay. And you guys are millennials, so I'm going to have some fun from your childhood. Okay? I'm going to give you some trivia questions based on other fads of the 90s as well. Okay, you guys, you guys both. This is, ki- this is quite the stretch, even yep. for you, Chris. Yep. So <laughs> this should be a snap for you guys to get. You guys were kids in the 90s. You know, you're starting, you're growing up. So you, fads were like all the rage when you were a kid, right? So here's the thing. I'm going to give you some questions on 90s fads. See how well you do. Okay? Okay. In the, right. in the 90s, guys, the acronym WWJD became popular. What does WWJD stand for? What would Jesus do? Yes. Congratulations, that's right. What would Jesus do? Hallelujah. Uh, okay, so this 90s fad, gentlemen, started in Hawaii by kids flipping milk bottle caps. But soon it, cl- it, it caught on with people as collecting the caps rather than playing with them. What's the 90s fad? Pogs. Pogs. Yes, very, very good. Okay, so every generation, pretty, I guess every decade, really, has a very popular hairstyle. The 70s had the Farah. You know, the 80s had the mullet and the jerry curl. Oh, both wonderful. And the 90s had a hairstyle made popular by a sitcom gentleman. What was the name of the hairstyle that swept the 90s? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it the Ross Geller? I don't know. No. Um, is it Saved by the Bell? I don't know. The Rachel. The Rachel was the name of the hairstyle. Oh. I was close. I had the right show. Yeah, you had her boyfriend. Congratulations. Oh, man. Um, Okay. So this 1990s exercise fad, gentlemen, was it basically was comprised of a bent metal tube that had a spring in it that was hawked on TV by Suzanne Summers. Can you name this 90s fad? Come on, Sammy. You placed it between your. Okay, I'll give you a hint. You placed it between your knees and you compressed the spring to get a quote unquote workout. Oh man, this is like I I remember shake weight. (laughs) I remember seeing it. I just don't know what the name was. Is it like um like a Bowflex or like a Powerflex or something? No, it was the Thigh Master. Ah, Thigh Master. Okay, guys, the Spice Girls. They epitomized the concept of the of the the word fad in the '90s, right? What was the real name of Baby Spice? (laughs) Baby Spice. (laughs) Believe it or not, that wasn't her real name at birth. What was her real name? What? Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't ruin this for me. I, I only know Baby Spice. Okay, it was Emma Button. Okay. Uh, okay, here's a 90s fad for you, the Macarena. You guys remember the Macarena, right? Oh, yeah. My, my fiance and I have, like, outlawed this from our wedding playlist. Okay, She's like, okay. are, are there any songs you don't want? And I'm like, the Macarena. Do not let the DJ play that. All right. Well, who's the band that played the Macarena? Oh, uh, um. <laughs> No idea. You guys are supposed to be like, you know, millennials in the 90s and all this stuff. It's Los Del Rios. Okay. Uh, Last week on the podcast, Yancey, you mentioned something and you mentioned Linkin Park. So I'm going to throw an easy one at you because Linkin Park was very famous, as you mentioned last week, for fusing heavy metal with other music styles. Right. So they came up with sort of a new music genre. You know, it featured artists also like uh, Korn and Limp Bizkit. Right. What's that new music style called? What was the name given to that music style? 
It's either rap rock or new metal. New metal. Congratulations. I give you that. Yes. I would, I would have accepted I, I knew, agro metal as well. So that's cool. I knew Yancey would get this. He had it in the bag. Anything music, he's on top of it. Yancey, but it's new It's new spelled N-U, N-U. So it's like super edgy. Exactly. Yes. So you millennials, I tell you. Okay. So Yancey, you mentioned Saved by the Bell. So I'm going to end you on a Saved by the Bell question because nothing. But nothing screams 90s fads more than the TV hit. And I use that term loosely, gentlemen. Saved by the Bell. So, gentlemen, Saved by the Bell ended its illustrious run on TV with a movie that featured the marriage of Zach and Kelly. Yancey, Sammy, can you name the title of the movie that marked the finale of Saved by the Bell? <laughs> I, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I thought you guys would know. It was Saved by the Bell Wedding in Las Vegas, which is where you guys are going to play the World Series of Poker. So, you know, it would have been a nice tie in there. But that was a really that was a really fitting end right there. It was the thing that came before Saved by the Bell between that and Saved by the Bell the college years. No, it actually came after the I liked Saved by the Bell the college years and it only lasted one year and then it got canceled. And they made this movie after the college years. Oh, really? Yep. They ended with Saved by the Bell, Wedding in Las Vegas. They all went to Vegas and, uh, like I say, Zach and Kelly got married. It was really dumb. And at the very, very end, I remember Lisa (laughs) and, like, the principal all made an appearance. It was really bad. Episode 65, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, movie review. Fun with Yancey. All right, so it's over to you. If you want, you can pepper me with some trivia and I'll do my best to answer it. Yeah, sure. So as always, like I really spent a lot of time on these trivia questions and uh, you killed maybe half of them, which is sorry, really, really frustrating because like, you know, I use IMDb a lot, obviously, just because it's such a fantastic resource. But like I was I was like going deep. I was, you know, finding articles and like really, really obscure stuff. And of course, it doesn't matter with you. So um, let me start with this. So you mentioned that, uh, you know, the um, insane asylum or whatever you want to call it, the mental mm-hmm. institute, whatever yep. it was called. Uh, it was in Oregon, which was correct. Uh, yep. Can you name the two the, the two different cities in Oregon where uh, several of these films or several of the scenes were shot in this film? Oh, I don't know. It was in a small town. It would have been Portland, but uh, it would have been in a smaller town, I'm sure. But I don't know what it was. Yeah. So uh, it was Depot Bay in Salem, Oregon. Oh, in and, Salem. Uh, by oh, chance, okay, yes. Yeah. Can you name the state and as a bonus, the city that the boating scene was filmed in? It was uh, not Oregon. Oh, see, I thought it was shot in Oregon. For some reason, I thought they were out there and they shot it there. They shot, I know they shot that last, but I'm, I am I would have said Oregon for sure. I thought that they shot it in that little bay in Oregon. But. No, it was actually in Fort Bragg, California. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, was kind of interesting to me too, so. Very cool. Um, okay, so uh, we talked a lot about Louise Fletcher. She was fantastic and uh, she won an Academy Award for this uh, for her, you know, as a, Best actress. Oh, yeah. Uh, she also played Miss Nellie in what 1950s TV series about an ex-Confederate soldier who turns into a degenerate gambler? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I, the 50s is before my time, and I just don't know it. It's actually – I by chance, I happened to see this whenever I was going through her IMDb page, mm-hmm. and uh, it's Yancey Derringer. My actual oh, name. Oh, man, Yancey like Derringer. Very cool. See, Yancey I remember Derringer. I thought she was in like – I don't know. I thought she was in a couple other TV series, but I didn't know that one. Yep. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, so Jack Nicholson, he also won an Academy Award for this film as a Best Actor. Yes. So can you tell me how many times total he's been nominated for an Academy Award? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I'm going to say probably at least three times. So I'll say three or four. I'll say three. Nominated? Uh, yeah. No, no winner. Like one time, many times he's won the award. Yeah. 
So that is correct. He has won three. Can you tell me how many times he has been nominated? Oh, how many times? Been? Oh, probably more than 10. I would say, I don't know. So I'll say 11. Very close. It was actually 12. Oh, so close. Yeah, it was a Very lot nice. of Yeah. My next question would have been how many did he win? But you, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, you got he won that. Yeah, three times, yeah. Okay, so uh, he, along with an, with what other actor, has received an Oscar nomination in every decade from 1960 through the 2000s? It was one other actor who did this feat. Can you name the actor? Was it Michael Caine? It was Michael Caine. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, Michael Caine, I, I – I, you, Michael Caine is in everything. We always say that every, on the show. He's so in everything. Wild. Yeah, it's, he's in everything. He's been, in, he's been in probably three or four movies that you and I have done for reviews. Yep. Just oh, us. Yeah. I know. He's great. Um, what other questions do I have? Okay, so the cast in this film obviously is amazing. It's incredible. And like you said, a lot of actors got their starts in this. Uh, some of them you know, never really did anything else or they became typecast. But for this particular movie, like they, they really nailed the casting. Oh, yeah. They're uh, great. So Jane Feinberg, that was the name of the casting director of this. And she also has 149 other credits to her name as uh, casting director can you name at least three other films that she has been as a part a, of as a casting director i don't know yes. I'll, I'll say that she worked with uh, nicholson again so i will say um uh, i'll go with terms of endearment and i'll say as good as it gets and what's another one that he did uh i'll go with let's go with batman um batman no i think you got two of them correct uh, <laughs> totally random thinking that she would have worked with nicholson again so yeah I, I can name off a couple of the really really big ones uh this was what really caught my eye i know casting director is somewhat of like an esoteric question but yeah, uh yeah. she she did all the casting for aliens she did back okay. to the future so there we get the christopher lloyd uh connection she did blade runner she did forbidden sun she did uh multiple of the indiana jones movies harry and the hendersons uh I mean, it, it literally goes on and on. Finders Keepers, Memorial Day, A Christmas Story. Like I said, 150 credits to her name. I thought it was really, really interesting. So um, obviously this woman knows what she's doing. And uh, like you said, a lot of them, she kept reusing the same like core of actors, kind of like a, you know, like a Tim Burton just keeps using like Edward Norton. Over, uh, you know, it's really interesting. Um, and that's why I kind of latched on to, to Nicholson for that question, thinking that she would yep. do that, you know. So uh, you you got this question right. Or you, you touched on it, but let me see if you can get the other part of it. So you did mention that it's one of three films that won all five all five major yes. Oscars, right? Yep. So uh, best picture, best actor, actress, director, and screenplay. Yeah, that's tough so to do. What are the other two films that also hold this distinction? So It Happened One Night was the first one from the 30s, and then the next one was all the way into 1992, I guess it was, with Silence of the Lambs. Correct. You nailed that. And I honestly had never heard of It Happened One Night, which is, I know, really bad. Oh, Capra. Yeah. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Um, let me think if I have any other questions that you have not already destroyed. Actually, I think that's it, Chris. You did a pretty good job, and it's obviously pretty apparent that um, you, you know a lot about movies, but we, we knew this already going into it. Episode 66, The Best Movie Sequels. Fun with Yancey. Okay. I'm going to have some fun with you, as always, Yancey. And, and obviously, okay. we're going to stick to sequels. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to name a movie. You just name the sequel. That's it. Okay? Now, the th the rule is, though, if the movie has more than one sequel, I just want the first sequel. You know what I'm okay. saying? So yeah, like, yeah, if, yeah. I, if I say The Godfather, I just want to hear The Godfather Part 2. Okay? I don't care about 3 or whatever. Okay? And okay. The, But the hitch is, I want the complete title. Because I know you millennials, like I said, like giving these long titles to your movies, right? And all you're going to screw me so bad on this. No, no, <laughs> I no. It's, <laughs> it's easy. I'm going to give you a movie. You give me the sequel, but I want the full title of the sequel. Okay, okay? that's it. We're going to start with an easy one. It's a millennial film. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Thirteen. No, it's the Ocean's Eleven. What comes after Eleven? 
I thought that was too simple. <laughs> Ocean's 12. Jeez, I tell you. Oh, this is awesome. Okay, easy one. It's from when you were a kid. This movie came out. Home Alone. What's the sequel to Home Alone? Home Alone. Uh, what is Home Alone 2? Um, what is the tagline to that movie? Ugh. Lost in New York. Okay. Home yeah. Alone 2, Lost in New York. Okay, another, another easy one. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to give you some millennial ones here. Analyze this. I've never even heard of the, the original. <laughs> it came out in 1999. Analyze this. You know what the sequel to Analyze This is? Analyze That. Yes, you are correct. There are you go. serious? That was a, that was a joke. Guess. Okay, Okay. so you guess and you get one right. Okay, guess. Here's an easy one. Raiders of the Lost Ark. What's the sequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark? Um, the something Lost Skull or something? Oh, jeez. We do not occupy the same space. We are not in the same studio. I want to go through the microphone and strangle you sometimes. It's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. Oh, of course. All right. Come on. Here's an easy one. One of your favorite movies of all time. You love animation so much. What's the sequel to The Lion King? The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Oh, there we go. See, see, I throw an easy one at you. Here's another millennial one that's super easy for you. Ready? The Born yeah. Identity. The Born Identity. What's the sequel? I've never seen any of these. I know there's the Born, there's the Born Identity, the Born Ultimatum, the Born Supremacy, or something like that. I'm gonna go with Ultimatum. No, it's the Born Supremacy. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's one: The Silence of the Lambs. What's the sequel to The Silence of the Lambs? I didn't know there was a sequel. <laughs> it's Hannibal from 2001. All right, 10 years was that, later. Was that pretty good too? Was that pretty good? No, nah, not really. Okay. No, okay. Here's an easy one. Millennial film. It's a comedy. Meet the Parents. What's the sequel to Meet the Parents? Meet the Fockers. Yes, very good. All right, yes. we're going back to Gen X now. We're going back a ways. This is from fun. 1985, Teen Wolf. What was the sequel to Teen Wolf? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's Teen Wolf 2, but it's it's spelled T-O-O. As we always called it, it all my, me and my friends, it was Teen Wolf also. So Teen oh Wolf 2. Okay. <laughs> you already mentioned this one, so this is easy, but I want the full title of the sequel to Dumb and Dumber. Um, Dumb and Dumber-er, but I don't know what the tagline is. Oh, wait, I do. It's like bigger. No. Bigger, larger, and uncut or something? Yeah, that's South Park. Nice try. It's dumb. <laughs> Jeez, I tell you. Man, oh man, you kill me. I'm giving you stuff in your wheelhouse. It's dumb and dumberer when Harry met Lloyd. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. All right, here's another one. One of your, it's from your, for the, the movie, this movie original came out in your this favorite is... year of 1999, The Blair Witch Project. What's the sequel to The Blair Witch Project? Oh, The Blair Witch Project... Um, the bitch is back. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You're right. Congratulations. <laughs> no, it's Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Okay. It's, these, I, I'm just feeding you these. Here's, here's the mo most millennial film that you'll ever find. The Fast and the Furious. What's the sequel? Uh, Chris, I watched The Fast and the Furious once and I was like, okay, whatever. And then 17 years later, they're still making movies and I have never seen a single one of them. Uh, is it Tokyo Drift? Is that the second one? Too Fast, Too Furious is the sequel. Oh my God. That's okay. so cool. 
going back to Gen X now. I'm going to go back and forth here, all right? National Lampoon's Vacation. What was the sequel to National Lampoon's Vacation? Uh, I don't know. And the thing is, I thought you would at least maybe say Christmas Vacation. I thought maybe you might come in with that since you love that movie so much. It's European Vacation, okay? Came out in 85. All right, okay. we're going back. And I know that you know, I know you know this one because this is an ultimate crossover and it's an ultimate example of where a Gen X movie is great and you millennials go and screw it up with a sequel, okay? The Blues Brothers came out in 1980. What's the sequel to The Blues Brothers? Oh, wow. This is going to be really bad. It came out in the year 2000. Oh. This is going to kill me. It's the Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, I, I did know that. Jeez, you did I not did know, know that. that. You didn't know that. All right. I did know that. You're right. Again, here's a millennial <laughs> film for you. Charlie's Angels. What was the sequel to Charlie's Angels? Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Oh, he gets one, and it's a millennial film. Good for you. Okay, here's a tough one for you. I'm going all the way back to one of my favorite years back in 1984, and the movie is Breakin'. What's the sequel to Breakin'? I've only mentioned it 12 million times on this podcast. What's the Breakin'? To, yeah, what's the sequel to Breakin'? Chris, I have no idea. Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. Oh my god! One of those stupid ass movies. Oh, yes, man, shab- stupid ass and shabby boogaloo trip or whatever. And the best thing was about Breaking and Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo is that they both came out the same year. The way it came out in 1984, they made sequel right away. 1984. Yeah, they didn't rush that one through. <laughs> they spent their time. Okay, the last one. You one of your favorite artists of all time is Prince. Purple Rain had a sequel. What was it? Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. It was Graffiti Bridge. They made I even own – I own the album. You, oh, my <laughs> God. I tell you, this you is the given best. given me 30 seconds. I could have worked through it. I could have come up with it. Oh, man. This is the best. But 30 seconds would be resulting in like so many, you know, wrong answer buzzers. It's so good. Oh, man. That's a lot of fun. Episode 67, The Lobster Movie Review. Fun with Yancey. Okay, so Yancey, obviously, you know, I, I dislike this movie, and I'm really, and I apologize for that because it seems like it's a regular theme on the show. You know, you make me watch a, a movie, and I just, I don't like it. I'm sorry. You know, I, I want to, I want to come in and like love the movie, but it makes it better, I guess, if I don't. But um, makes better radio, you know, quote unquote, right? But so, so I really, I really struggled with putting together trivia for this week because I was like. Well, what am I going to do? Ask questions about this movie? I mean, it's an obscure movie with an obscure director and a bunch of obscure actors in it. So I don't really know what to do. So then I kind of thought, well, you know, the movie is called The Lobster. So, you know, it's named after <laughs> it, it has an animal in the title. So I thought, let's have some fun. Because, you know, what I, mean? Cause I had I had very, very, very little fun watching this movie. So as a result, I want to have some fun come out of it for us. So or for me. So I decided what I would do is. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you uh, – we're going to talk about movies that have an animal in the title. Okay, Yancey? It's super easy. Super easy trivia for this week. I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the, the year that the movie is released. And I know that you, as a millennial, you young millennial, you, you like using the IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. Correct. So I'm going to give you the year the movie was released, and I'm going to give you the IMDb synopsis. I like this. And all you need to do – is name the movie. And it should be easy because the clue on each one, there's an animal in the title. Okay? So you got so this? Every, every movie, there is an actual animal. Every movie that I'm going to give you has an animal in the title. Okay? Okay, I like this. Let's do this. This I seems easy it. enough, but I know 
I'm not yeah. going to do very well in this. Okay. So no worries. I give you the year and the IMDb synopsis. So I'm going to start with this one. 1995, going way back. But you're going to like it because in a future world devastated by disease, a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human population on the planet. Uh, man, I, I feel like I should know this, Chris, but I don't. Yeah, it's right up your alley. It's 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys. I've never seen it. No, well, you should watch it because that's right up your alley, right? Uh, okay, 1997. All right? A National Geographic film crew is taken hostage by an insane hunter who takes them along on his quest to capture the world's largest and deadliest snake. Anaconda? Yay! Anaconda. Remember, animal <laughs> it in the title. It almost seemed too easy. Yeah. Animal in the title. It's an easy one, right? Okay. This is a little bit more in your wheelhouse, all right? 2011. Young Albert enlists to serve in World War I after his beloved horse is sold to the cavalry. Albert's hopeful journey takes him out of England and to the front lines as the war rages on. I don't know, Chris. It's right in there. It's right in the description. It's War Horse. War Horse. War Horse. Okay. Yep. Uh, 1996. Come on, this is going to be an easy one. This is because how old were you in 1996? I was, math is hard, eight. <laughs> eight. Okay, so this is, you would have you liked this movie at the time. A woman. No, 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 wait. I'm doing the math wrong. I was born in 1988. All right. To, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you're eight years old, okay? <laughs> at, so when you're eight years old in 1996, this movie came out. A woman kidnaps puppies to kill them for their fur. But various animals then gang up against her and get their revenge in slapstick fashion. Name the movie with the animal in the title from 1996. This is 101 Dalmatians. Yay! See, you can do this. There you go. All right, I'm going way back. Way back. But it's 1981. But I'll give you a hint, too. Not only is there an animal in the title, it's an animated film, okay? Two okay. childhood friends find themselves forced to become enemies, Yancey, in 1980. I know this. I know this. What is it? I know this. It's uh, one of my brother's favorite movies growing up, one of my favorite animated movies. It's The Fox and the Hound. Congratulations. It yeah. is The Fox and the Hound. Way to go. That is a sad movie. That it's, is a It's good, good though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. There's something good. I was just saying to my son the other day. There's a big difference between hand-drawn animation and computer-generated animation, and there's just something about hand-drawn animation. That does it. Okay. 2006. Again, right in your wheelhouse, right? In your generation. An FBI agent takes on a plane full of deadly and venomous snakes, deliberately released to kill a witness being flown from Honolulu to Los Angeles to testify against a mob boss. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> You got it. Congratulations. It's, it's on a <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back. So this is this is a, a good one, I think. 1992. After a simple jewelry heist goes terribly wrong, the surviving criminals begin to suspect that one of them is a police informant. Give it to me one more time. After a simple jewelry heist goes terribly wrong, the surviving criminals begin to suspect that one of them is a police informant. 1992, Animal in the Title. People, I, people are screaming at their iPhones right now. The Mole or something. I don't know. No. 
No, it's Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. I know it's really bad. I own the movie and I've never seen it. Oh, jeez. Yes. Oh, jeez. I just <laughs> want to just go through this microphone and strangle you sometimes. How can you have not seen Reservoir Dogs? How can you have not seen Reservoir Dogs and own it and not seen well, it? To be fair, my wife owns it. Okay. I oh, married man. into that movie. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? I have. Did you like it? I loved it. Yes. Okay. Well, you got to watch Reservoir Dogs. You will be absolutely blown away. Okay. All right. I'm going to take it a little bit more into your generation for you, my friend. And I'm going to go up to the year 2000. A young Chinese warrior steals a sword from a famed swordsman and then escapes into a world of romantic adventure with a mysterious man in the frontier of the nation. Is this Crouching Tiger? Full title? Hidden Dragon. Yes, there you go. Congratulations. Yes, it is. Okay, 2008. The dragon warrior has to clash against the savage Tai Lung as China's fate hangs in the balance. However, the dragon warrior mantle is supposedly mistaken to be bestowed upon an obese panda who is a Tyro in martial arts. Is it Kung Fu Panda? Yes, it is Kung Fu Panda. Congratulations. (laughs) Okay, 2005. Wow, you got a lot of these. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're having fun. We want to have some fun after making me watch that movie. Uh, 2000, <laughs> 2005, Yancey, in the Antarctic. Every March since the beginning of time, the quest begins to find the perfect mate and start a family. March of the Penguins. Oh, boy. There you go. All right. Yes. And for the last one, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you all the way back to my generation, movie that I like. 1985, my friend, an ordinary high school student discovers that his family has an unusual pedigree when he finds himself turning into a werewolf. It's got to be Teen Wolf, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> Again, I have not seen it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You got it. I'm very impressed that you got that. So you did okay on some of those. Some of those, some of those not so much. But uh, Chris, what does it say about me that I got March of the Penguins, but I didn't get Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, I, think I know. That's- <laughs> sad, sad Hi-ya. state of affairs. But you know, but then you, but you made me watch the lobster. So that's the way it is. Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. 